It's Thursday, you know what that means. Welcome to the show. You are listening to Mac Wrestling episode 311. This is your captain speaking, along with the podcast machine, Mike Larkin, and King Mode second, Moses Marquez. Gentlemen, we are fresh off Elimination Chamber and just over a week away from AEW Revolution. So, pay-per-view predictions go crazy in the lead-up to WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. You also got pissed. Week. Well, you also got pissed at me, Dazzarino, for the Can fact you that... Can start I... winning the predictions title, Mr. <laughs> fucking Seven, right? Fucking Chris Jericho with the predictions title over there. <laughs> you were so over there. Over there. You was over there. I love it. You were so mad. Well, years. yeah, bud, because every fucking time we turn around, it's you. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> In the space of a week, me, Phoenix, I think Moses and Travis have all got like four reigns, and then you get on, you get number seven. <laughs> yes. Fucking slide in. Hey, Nicola is on her second reign with the prediction style. True that. This true is that. true. But I mean, I, I think her specialty is impact rather than WWE. That is very Which is true. Which strange because I think she's won it on WWE pay-per-views twice. <laughs> that is very true. Yes, yes, she has. But the thing also, too, with the Impact pay-per-views is knowing Nick and the fact that she, you know, yelled at Bully Ray and, you know, you two and, the, and your UK-isms with the Impact and the Maximum Impact tours. Like, you know, man, that's that's your stuff, man. You, y'all are both, you were both Impact up in there, up in there. I mean, up. Bully Ray is a Liverpool FC fan, so he knows the rivalries. Yes. And that's why he knew he would get nuclear heat for wearing a Liverpool shirt in Manchester. Mm-hmm. You dick. <laughs> Dickhead. He did get slapped by an old lady, though. <laughs> I love you gotta it. love it. <laughs> Remember that heat wave incident where he was talking about, you know, that we got a mother in the front who taught her daughter how to suck yeah. you-know-what, and then she spit right in his face? Remember that? If I remember mm-hmm. rightly, um, the old lady that slapped him in Manchester was then in London the next night to slap him again. First and foremost, that's commitment, <laughs> going back for the slappage. I'm just here to slap Bully Ray. <laughs> By the way, who else is who else is the prediction chef? We had like a five way tie on Harold. Yes, there's Harold, uh, Nicola, mm-hmm. you, you obviously. Um, well, on the subject of Travis, first things first, as you know, our brother Travis, the worker Anderson, went on a little break a few weeks ago, and we now congratulate Travis and his wife Amber as they welcomed their baby boy Oliver this past week, and received attention from not only Santana and Ortiz and MJF on the inner circle, very nice, but mm-hmm. uh, as you can thank Mr. Daniel Crimmins for this, Travis... Another AEW star sent his congratulations, and I believe I, I'd rate this cameo a 10. It was definitely a 10. It's a definitely 10. A 10. Hey, Preston Vancer, a.k.a. number 10 of the Dark Order. This is for Travis and Amber. I want to congratulate you on the birth of your son, Oliver. I love that name. And Travis, I hear you're an amazing person with an absolute heart of gold, so... You know, that's a huge honor that you're one of my fans. I'm, I love, I just love good people, man. Like, I think you go a lot farther in life by being a good person than being good at one particular thing or set of things. So thank you so much for the support. And once again, congratulations on your son. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful life. Thank you to Ten and congratulations again to House Anderson. Hell, they even made the, the shit sheets, AKA Ringside News. Mr. Felix making up. the first time Ringside News uh, shared a story that was true. 
Yes. Very so good. First, first time for everything. I gotta say this, man. That's that's truly a blessing, you know. Travis being the great that he is, having another kid, another, and a son at that. Man, Travis is doing the damn thing. Moses is doing his thing. We got a bunch of cool ass fathers and great parents on this show, so it's it's a blessing, man. I just had to put that out there, man. You know because what? He's, it's he's life. just trying to so increase cool to the uh, the junior league for Max Rasten. We've already got, we've already got well, Raven and Amir's kids. Oh yeah. You better watch what you say there, man. You better watch what you say. You know why? Because when you said juniors, I had a flashback to the juniors division, 2006, Palmer Cannon. You know what I'm saying? Back on SmackDown. We're not talking about that, juniors. We're not talking about Super Porky, Dazzarino. We're not talking about Super Porky. Porky. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. (laughs) You don't remember the juniors? They're the young lions. Yes. I'll I'll take young lions over the juniors. (laughs) I don't want to be Rusev's young boy. No. Sorry, fucking, sorry. You know, I'm kind of down. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just right. not fucking folding his laundry chin. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, it just doesn't get any better, does it? Okay, oh. first on the agenda, Edge has officially chosen Roman Reigns for WrestleMania, which we all saw coming. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's the most logical match for the SmackDown title. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the Raw title, but we'll get to oh that in God. a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it was a nice little surprise. I mean, we all expected there to be a little break in between the chamber and Roman defending the title, but the match was immediately Fuck after. No. Mm-hmm. Fuck that it's shit. It's goddamn Roman. Oh, we should have <laughs> known better. Yeah, we well, should have. I had no problem with it because it ties into the fact that he wanted an easy win and him being the heel. And also what I could also look at it from a stance, too. We can get another longer match and how apropos it would be at Fastlane, you know? Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, part two at Fastlane. Yep. I mean... I don't have a problem with the match taking place right away either because we all knew Roman was going to retain anyway. You know what my thing was too, though, with the entire event? That whole damn event was two and a half hours long. Yes. I'm pissed. I'm I'm also confused because they definitely said on the kickoff show that Asuka would be getting a different opponent. They dropped it. They dropped. Not only did they cancel the match, but they cut the pay-per-view short half an hour, so they could have easily fit the match in. But they did it. Retarded. I don't know what the fuck went on there. Okay. I'm going to paint this scenario for you. So you were complaining that it was two and a half hours, right? Because they cut it short. It was shorter than Victory Road when Jeff got high. Okay. I'll give you one that was even shorter. And I hated it. It is pay-per-view, but it was rather shorter. ECW December to December 06 was two hours and 18 minutes. And that was just shit from top to bottom. That deserved to be short. That it did, but still. <laughs> I, you know what it is, too? <laughs> I, I did. I, if you remember that time in 2006, people were complaining that they wanted refunds. And I, I remember watching that with my dad in the den at our old house on Islip Terrace in New York. And he's like, what the fuck? And it's so short. And I'm like, I know. It was two hours and 18 minutes. Bobby Lashley, see you next time. Bye. New ECW champion. I don't, I don't know what people expected from a B-level ECW ripoff pay-per-view. And they had only announced two damn matches on the show. They announced the Elimination Chamber match where CM Punk got killed and everybody got killed. And friggin' Hardy's and Eminem, which was like the only good match on the show. Oh, yeah. Joey's face exploded. Well, that was the next baby. That was Armageddon. How was it? Yeah. What was in, What match did they have at December to December? It was just a normal tag team match. Oh, okay. That's why his face didn't explode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they waited till the ladder match for Big Money Matt. <laughs> oh please no! We're gonna get to Big Money Matt in this show. No, no, oh, no, okay. no! I know. Well, Drew McIntyre survived his chamber match before being attacked by Lashley 
And The Miz cashed in the money in the bank briefcase to become the new WWE champion. Um, I don't know why people were surprised. Miz did keep saying he was going to cash in. And they showed the conversation with MVP in the back. Yeah. See, this uh, is people, what happens when you don't watch Raw, because I had no fucking clue. I mean, we knew something was coming, but like we were still expecting Asuka to defend the title as in the main event. So it was like, yeah, something even bigger must happen after this. So I think nah. the reaction to Miz Cash name was like, oh, okay, I saw that coming. Now uh, who the hell's going to face Asuka? Okay, we're going to end the show. What the fuck? <laughs> I, when I was like, uh, I beg your pardon? <laughs> I'm like well, tapping my watch, Vince. Still got 30 minutes to go. Well, you know why they did that, right? Because they had to air the Broken Skull sessions with Sasha Banks right after Yeah, that. but it's, it's, it's their network. <laughs> I know. Short after I, the pay-per-view. I know. <laughs> Which I watched, and I'm going to say this right now. Meh. The only reason why I say meh is because, like, it's Sasha Banks, and I know, know she talks about the depression, but I'm just kind of like, okay. I, I realized from that interview that the yes. Sasha Banks we see on TV is Sasha Banks. That's legit, sir. <laughs> I, I thought she put that voice on for promos. Nope, that's literally how she talks. That's legit how she is. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't see all of it because it was ass o'clock. Okay, well, it was good. They talked about the NXT stuff, and she talked about you know, the depression stuff, and she just talked about the fact that you know she thought she was going to get fired, and you know she was worried about what they were going to do. It was the normal stuff, man, just going through the ropes, and Dusty Rhodes believed in her while nobody else believed in her. They didn't wow. like the boss gimmick, but Dusty Rhodes saw something in it. So it was it was cool. They, she also did a nice little tribute to Dusty. Yeah, I saw her getting choked up at uh, Dusty. Well, everybody does, man, because when you have a gimmick that somebody else doesn't like, but then you have this man who's a legend in the business who, you know, believes in you. You know what I'm saying? It gives that vote of confidence. Everybody get the love mm. from Dusty Rhodes. Get the love from Dusty Rhodes, winding down with kings and queens, and I slept now as I'm parking beans. Baby doll, the whooping I'm going to put on you is going to be shameful. I, I've, I've got to ask um, Stone Cold a question, though. Why did, why did Sasha get no whiskey? I don't know. Did she get She got an IPA, though. Yeah, but... Taker got, even Taker got shots of Jack. She did like two sips, man. The sip at the beginning, and then she did the sip at the oh, end. Oh, she's got to be careful. Stacy got stunned for that. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she did. Don't you be yeah, taking a sip of beer, disrespecting <laughs> old Stone Cold. Ah, ah. Love it. I mean, I'm guessing she's more of a champagne girl. Seeing she's got Reginald uh, chasing after her now. Champagne right. wishes, caviar dreams, man. Robin <laughs> Leach style. Okay, so after Miss becomes WWE champion, this oh my god, this led to god, another return of Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon on Raw. They they Here both they the both money. just keep popping up at random times. Um, but Strowman's return was completely pointless because he inserted himself into the WWE title picture and then loses to Lashley anyway. So he's out of the title uh, picture just like that. You know why, right? Here's what they're gonna do. He's gonna blame Shane McMahon, and we're gonna get Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. <laughs> No, why? No, <laughs> there's there's no logic in Braun Strowman's promos. I want a title shot. What I for? You've been away for stop. months. Um, Apart no, from the rumble. What do you say? He says I'm more clarified. <laughs> yes, instead of qualified, he said clarified. <laughs> I was like, um, could you qualify what? that, please? That's not the word. <laughs> I was like, I get That's it, dude. You're a big, giant, strong man, but it doesn't mean you have to be that big of an idiot. No. But he, he keeps walking around saying, I deserve this and I deserve that. And he's done, he's done shit to deserve he anything. Lost the, 
you legit lost the title. Yeah. And then you went nowhere. You had the few with the fiend, and then you went to Raw. You did a the Raw Underground match, and then you went nowhere. Oh, I haven't yeah, had I a title say. shot for a long time. You literally just lost a title like two weeks ago. Shut up. <laughs> months and months ago, but still, <laughs> like fuck. I, I don't know what they're doing with Braun Strowman. He's just like around. He's he's like in limbo. They don't yeah, know he's just like around exactly. That's what he is, and that's why I said the Shane McMahon thing makes sense because he can blame the fact that you know you put me in this match, Shane, and then he'll do like something where he'll Shane will do like a big spot with him at WrestleMania and still get killed. It's just I mean it's that that's not as bad as Kurt. I haven't done enough. Like you know what I'm saying? It's not as bad as that. I can't do it as deep as I used to do it, but still, you know what I mean, Braun Strowman. Yeah. He's also the only person who's faced a fiend and not changed. Well, I mean, he did shave his head. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's he's had he's had a shaved head for a while. That is true, but he mm-hmm. still had some hair on that some bit. Oh, I, well, I, actually, he did kind of change his attire into like this army gear. Yeah, I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, like. I would understand if like no, you had not. a military background, but like your fucking dad was a uh, you know a fucking home run hitting softball you know king. Yeah. Like, the fuck. And you know what? He must be costing the company a bomb sitting in catering because we all heard what he has for breakfast. Even Triple H was surprised. I'm not paying that catering bill. <laughs> yeah, you are though, bub. <laughs> He's paid every week. Uh, so it seems Lashley is finally getting pushed towards a WWE title. Out fucking time. Let's just hope they don't screw us over and just have him lose anyway. Oh my goodness! I remember that run, like watching it as a teenager before he left WWE in '07 when he was going against Cena at the Bash, and I'm like, "All right, they've been pushing this dude to the moon, baby." Cameron Grimes. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming off the mania victory, right? If you recall the, you know, the battle of billionaires. So he's yeah. fucking go. He's going against Vince in his do rag for the ECW title, and then we, <laughs> then we get to the last, we get to the Lashley match with him and Cena, and then he loses, and I'm like, okay. Then he's not on SummerSlam. Then he comes back for the Night of Champions. Remember they had like that five way where Mick Foley took the pen of like the champions, the former champions in it, yeah. and I'm like, and then he left. And then he started MMA, and then, you know, he came back to TNA in 09 with his wife, Crystal, who he's no longer with, Crystal Marshall. And then it's like, okay. Then he did nothing. Becomes but then the belt collector. That, well, yeah, that was later on, but still. I, I love. First of all, I prefer him as the belt collector than that. No shit. No mask wearing, scrawny little vegan fuck Austin Aries. You know, it's an agenda. Well, if, I know what it is about this world, man. Everybody's turning into Jesse Ventura with these conspiracy theories. It's all that mind control. I was the governor of Minnesota. <laughs> I was a Navy SEAL. Why won't they let me in? Why won't they let me see it? Like, they're literally turning into Jesse Ventura. That was fantastic. Yes. Uh, I, I still love Steve doing it, though. Yes, he's <laughs> all that mind control, Mike Larkin. That mind control. It's a conspiracy, Mike Larkin. Conspiracy, Mike Larkin. <laughs> That's yeah. literally the entire show, though. He says that crap, and then they'll go back to the team, and he's like, what does the government do? Why is the government lying to us? Why can't the government tell me what it is? And I'm just like, because you don't have clearance. They won't <laughs> let you in. Why won't they let me see it? I was a Navy SEAL. I defended this country. 9-11 is a conspiracy. <laughs> <This country. laughs> like, yes, that's it. 
It's every episode, and then he then he gets all mad, and then they go back to the team, and they're trying to do the stuff like they talked about, like aliens and shit. And then it's like you know the whole nine, and I'm just like two seasons of this, it's the same shit. But it was entertaining just to hear him go, "I was the governor of Minnesota." Like every episode. <laughs> you know what? If there's anybody you, you wish you could strap to a rocket, Austin Aries is one of them. And I'm actually oh. glad that I missed meeting him in the TNA fan interaction now when he went to the bathroom because honestly I wouldn't wipe my ass with him anyway. And he's, hey. and he's the well Jim Cornette was right about him. He is a miserable cunt. He was very yes. right about that. C word. C word. Yes. C word. <laughs> but you those... used to lose points for you for dropping a C bomb when we used to do the trivia every week. Yes, we did. <laughs> Dude, you can't say the secret word. Ah, it's freaking Pee Wee's Playhouse, man. Anyway, no, but that's one of the things, man. When you look at when you look at Austin Aries, he's the only motherfucker out there during this whole pandemic and everything that's going on to say, you know what? When you come up to the line, take your mask off. Yeah, because he's, he's the only of a human. Oh my god! Tell me. Gets fired from Impact, gets fired from WWE, gets fired from Ring of Honor. MLW only used him shortly and said, "Fuck this guy." Gets fired like, from Selena punch- Vega. Now we know yeah. why, because he's a prick. Now we know why. He's a dick. <laughs> and then here's the thing. He, what, what was that thing they were talking about? They gave him out styrofoam hats or whatever it was. Uh, tinfoil. Like, tinfoil, I'm sorry. Thank you. Signed tinfoil. tinfoil hats. Oh, my God. And they're not wearing the mask. And I'm like, this mother... I just want to punch him. Uh, you know, apparently kids don't really show symptoms, but they're carriers. So uh, who knows? Maybe that kid kind of passed something on to him. And what pisses me off is because he talks and runs his dick liquor about it being a conspiracy theory and the fact that there's the hidden agendas and shit. And I'm like, bro, my cousin who was a nurse who was on the front line friggin' died from the coronavirus last year because she contracted from a patient. I'm losing family members. We're all losing family members and people are dying. But this one's over here with a stupid ass tattoo, his no eat motherfucking self. And it's just like, fuck, like this dude is just one of these people that you just want to choke and then has that ridiculous ideologies and shit. That's why this is where I'll say the only time I ever cheered for Alberto Apatron in Impact Wrestling when he was eating the steak right in front of me and say, hey, you want a piece of the steak? Peril! And then he no showed. Then he left. He gets better away. That yeah, was he... the only good part of that feud was the fact that he offered him the steak, and I laughed my ass off. Doesn't care about human life, but he's saving the trees. But he's saving the trees. You know what he is? He's like Cheryl Crow. Remember that ridiculous Cheryl Crow article about how she wiped her ass with only one piece of toilet paper to save the environment and save the trees? <laughs> like my God, the first save wipe the is trees. the deepest. The first wipe is the deepest. Goodness gracious. And you right. telling me the hand, the fingers didn't slip through the paper? So how much know, water man. did she use to rinse all the shit off? Uh, but then she tried to retract her statement and said, that's not what I meant. I'm like, I know what you meant. All you want to do is wipe your ass with one piece of toilet paper. You know you what know, I'm saying? Like, we uh, we got a morning show in the UK called This Morning, funnily enough. And uh, right right in the middle of the pandemic, they said, well, everybody's having a tough time, so we're going to try and cheer everybody up now with Cheryl Crow. And she comes on and pl- sings the most depressing fucking song I've ever heard in my life <laughs> for three minutes. What song was it? I don't know. It was so... De- I, I sw- Literally, everybody on Twitter was like, this is so depressing, it's actually not helping. Yeah, that's what she needed to do. She needed to come out and sing Picture with Kid Rock. I found your picture today. Yeah, because that's really going to calm people down, man. Like I talk about, I just called to say I love you. Come back home. I don't even know what any of her songs, apart from Tomorrow Never Dies, which I don't like because I prefer the version that they didn't use. Yeah, well, the one with 
Oh, who did the alternative version? Of Tomorrow Never Dies? Yeah, they did, there was two songs, and they used one as the score throughout the film, but then they used the Sheryl Crow song for the opening theme. That's going to bug me now, because I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was two different songs, and the second one that they didn't use was better. I think they actually put it in the closing credits. Okay, so this was like 97 when she had this, right? Yes. Okay, hold on. Because I think that was around <laughs> all I want to do is have some fun like my ass. Yeah, it tomorrow was Katie never Lang. Dies, Whoa. Yeah, tomorrow yeah, never dies. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the alternative song was Surrender by Katie Lang. Thank you. Okay, because all that was coming up was the Sheryl Crow version. Thank you, Des. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, it's, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, like Sheryl Crow, like I said, the picture with uh, Kid Rock, that was before Kid Rock was, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, before he was up Donald Trump's ass. So, yeah. God damn you. Paul with the Paul, the bang, the dang, diggy, diggy. American <laughs> badass, The Undertaker. I'm talking about only God knows why. Cocky. I mean, I love that theme, but other than that, he can fuck off. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Remember what Hitchin Christian stuffed um what's his face in there? Joe? What, just Joe? Yeah, no, not just Joe. The oh. friggin' uh, the kid that was with Kid Rock. Oh, that's for... right. The, yeah, he would always run around with some little kid or whatever the fuck. <clears throat> I don't just remember Joe. that shit was forever ago. <laughs> no, that was that was <clears throat> That's gonna bug me now. Who was the kid that was Who the hell are you? Guy? I'm Joe. Joe who? Just Joe. Just Joe. Joe the kid, motherfucker. Joe the kid motherfucker. <laughs> Oh I heard God. some breaking news that you might want to hear. Well, I heard some news, too. I heard Josh Joe's a sorry son of a bitch. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Oh, Joe C. Yeah, Joe C. That was the one and that the had you. Yeah. No, not oh, Joe terrible. C. And the pussycat. Yeah, he was born in 74 <laughs> and died in, two, died in 2000. Oh, that poor little kid. He was uh, he was only 26, and he had he was he was his height, man, the little kid. Yeah. Oh, man. The fact that you had yeah. a little kid as your hype man. Well, Shucks. he had he had an auto autoimmune disorder that affected his small. Oh, intestine. that's right. Yeah, that poor kid. All right. Um, also on Raw, we feelings. found out something else that we kind of saw coming. Rhea Ripley is officially coming to Raw soon. People are already uh, clenching their butt cheeks. Let's just have her beat Charlotte and <laughs> give it to cheeks. They are, because it, I was too, or, I'm like, yay! As we call it over here, squeaky bum time. Squeaky bum time, love it. <laughs> Lick your bum bum now, yep. I mean, I, I, I said a few months ago that I kind of want her to come to the main roster because she hasn't been really given a chance she, to regain momentum to in NXT. <laughs> the last few she had in NXT was with Raquel Gonzalez, and oh, then yeah. she did not. I mean, okay, she put Ra- Raquel over, but she really needed to reclaim her momentum after WrestleMania, and they didn't do it. All they did was have her go against uh, Mercedes Martinez and Raquel, that was it. She was also in a triple threat with Io and Charlotte, where yeah, Io won. But, like, oh, they did nothing. Nothing, dude. Nothing. Nothing. Mm. And she got pinned in that match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was in the match just to take the pin because precious Charlotte can't take the pin. No, she cannot. No, she cannot. And somebody told her that she looked like a man on Twitter, and she got all... She got all heard about it. Did you see that? Nope. But I can, all, I can believe somebody's saying it. She got all <laughs> smart. I don't know. She said some comment. I'm just like, oh, great. They go back to Charlotte looks like a man. It's a man, baby. It's a man, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, she's getting all this surgery all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was when he won the title. She's been champion now for 262 days. Hot damn. 
Well, um, who's going to beat her? Tony Storm, Mercedes? Who are we thinking? It's got to be Tony Storm. Tony. 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 Io Tony. is the fifth longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. Yeah. Um, behind Paige, Charlotte, obviously, Asuka, yeah. and Shayna Baszler. Makes sense. Speaking I of longest think. reigns, um, <clears throat> Walter is now the longest reigning NXT UK champion, which normally I wouldn't have a problem with, but they've been like off TV for six months last year. Should it really count? <laughs> well, it's the same thing with Kaylee Ray. Like, she's the longest reigning NXT UK women's champion. Yeah. I'm like, well, come if you're on. not on TV, of course they're going to be the longest fucking reigning champions. And the fact that I think they're setting up her and Mako, I'm happy about, because they brought in Seth Moore, and she's probably going to put Kaylee Ray over, which I'm all about it. But it's one of those things where, like, you had that opportunity with her and Piper Nevin. They didn't do that. And then, like, that was her only feud. Like, she really hasn't had, like, a strong feud for that title. Walter, I think, went against A-Kid and a couple people, and obviously Ilya Dragunov. But, yeah, they really don't have a lot of, like, feuds. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, here's some great wrestling, which I love, but there's no feuds. NXT UK has only really got back on his feet in the last few months. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And it is. That's what I'm saying. It's tough to go from, you know, not being able to wrestle for X amount of months, and now you're back in the studio, which is a very nice studio with the partners of BT Sport. But it's like, God dang, man, you know? Mm -hmm. BT Sport got the money. Got Mm -hmm. the money. Don't worry me. Um, (laughs) Another funny segment from Raw was <clears throat> Ali blew a gasket as Retribution took another loss. We're ignoring the fact that Ali lost his Fatal 4-Way on the Elimination Chamber kickoff show, but okay, you nobody know what, else is allowed to lose. You want to know what he said, Daz? What did he say? I'm sick and tired of this crap. Sick of you failing me. You disappointing me. I'm sick I... of this crap. And then he just storms off, and I'm like, you lost two last night, you son of yeah. a bitch. Like, are you serious right I, now? And you lost of the match. I wanted to point that out to him, but, you know, <laughs> tweeting Ali on Twitter is very match. dangerous because he will rip you a new one. Oh, yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he's been doing this for weeks, though. It's not like something that we haven't seen because every time he loses, he's like, he's like, finish him, finish him. Go for that. And I'm like, he's yelling like he's fucking whatever. And I'm like, Mickey Ooh. from Rocky. Yeah, finish <laughs> Fight this guy hard. Yeah. He ain't no bell. Like, this little man, it's just screaming so loudly. He's a killer, Mace. God. <laughs> and then you have Xavier Woods, you shouting, Give me reckoning! Give me reckoning! <laughs> that was another thing as well. Ali's standing there yelling at, um, I'm not calling her, Mia Yim. She hasn't even wrestled for weeks. No, nothing. The last time we saw her, she got pinned by Dana Brooke. Yeah, well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It it seems like Retribution is mercifully coming to an end because all of them deserve Mm -hmm. better, and it just never took off. Here's what you do. Put Mia Yim back in NXT. Um, (laughs) Put them all back in NXT, really. You know? I, I think she'll be okay on Raw. She just needs to actually stand out on her own. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I, I would love to see Mercedes Martinez's reaction to all this. Like, eh, told you so. Yep, that's exactly what she would be saying. <laughs> By the way, on a side note, and I'm sorry for bouncing around, but we, we mentioned NXT UK. What do you guys think? Possibly Davey Boy Smith Jr. going to NXT UK? I'd love to see him and Walter do it up. Absolutely. 
That's that's the only reason I like it. Otherwise, I feel like it's a complete waste of his talent. Mm. Uh, well, speaking of Sorry. Charlotte, she he's owes... a gigantic star and the son of a gigantic star. Like he 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 should be on TV. True. Well, also, if he was in AEW, you can put him and Lance White back together, Killer Elite Squad. Yes, <laughs> that would just make my life. <laughs> yeah, I think um, <clears throat> Archer's on the verge of a big singles push now. I mean, we'll get to AEW in a little bit, but Tony Khan apparently sees Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer as his next two big main events. Mm. Um, but speak, we mentioned Charlotte. She also went apeshit at oh, Rick on Raw this past week. Oh my god! It, it was a great segment, um, but it was typical contradictory from Charlotte. Yeah, I'm seriously. trying to get out of here. I just want to be Charlotte Flair. I don't want to be the daughter of Ric Flair. Dad, I gotta. You know what she's like? She's like Mark Wahlberg and the other guys. I'm a peacock, damn it! You gotta let me fly. Peacocks. Except here's the except here's the problem. The peacock wants to fly on its own. It's not fucking doing the woo, and it's not walking around with a fucking robe using a goddamn very 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 similar entrance theme. Exactly. This is the pro. This is my problem with Charlotte's promos. They're all the same, and they're all contradictory because it's like I don't want to be Ric Flair's daughter. Okay, stop using his music. Stop you wearing his robe. Stop wooing. And why did you add the name Flair to your name? Exactly. You could you could have went out there and been just you know Charlotte. You could have been Which Charlotte she was for a while. Or you could have went out there under your fucking real name as Ashley Fleer. <laughs> you jerk. Hey, when friggin' Curtis Axel came out as Michael McGillicuddy, you didn't see him using the Henning name. She could be there Charlotte Almas. Charlotte Almas. Yes. <laughs> so fucking weird, but I'm down. Speaking of which, yeah. where the fuck is Andrade? Oh, we In have Mexico. no idea. Mexico. Catering. Catering. They should open a new division in catering. Yes, they should. <laughs> but, well, Bad Bunny, too. Bad Bunny. Uh, uh, I don't even know why I don't like him so much. It's just He threw Gulak out of the ring. <laughs> they acted like it was his big thing. He threw Drew Gulak out of the ring. I'm, I'm going to steal some verbiage from Moses. He's a fucking geek. There you go. Yep. I, I, I think I don't like him because I don't know who the hell... I still don't know who the fuck he is. Above all, he's a popular either. Latin singer. And he keeps getting all this TV time. That's that's about as much as I know, pal. <laughs> oh, he's really popular. Yeah, with one They're certain demographic. To who? who? Exactly. <laughs> that's why we said when Kevin Federline wrestled John Cena, he was at least in the news with the Britney Spears stuff. I mean, when, mm-hmm. when you brought... You know what? When you, yeah. With Britney being back in the news, they probably would have been better with K-Fed. Absolutely. Like, when they brought in Floyd Mayweather, he was the biggest thing in boxing at the time. There's a purpose yes. for what these people, even if it's in the stupidest form, but it's just like, nobody knows what a bad bunny is. Like, when Gronk I mean, came in, everybody knew Gronk. Yeah, everybody knew Gronk. Everybody loved. I mean, Gronk was just this big guy that towered over Jinder Mahal and helped Mojo win. And then he, you know, he's the host of WrestleMania, one of the biggest football players out there. But nobody fucking knows a bad bunny. Nobody even, knows a. Even when they were in Manchester years ago, and Wayne Rooney slapped Wade Barrett. Yes, that's right. You're right. <laughs> I, I actually I do remember that. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for bringing back that back into my memory. That's right. Hey, I mean, hey, that was the only thing Wayne hit all season. <laughs> yes okay <laughs> i remember the commentary okay but no i mean when you brought in like snooki and people like this yes it's not the most favorable thing but like 
you know who these people are, and it's hot at the time because Jersey Shore was hot. And you have people bringing people like Wayne Brady, who's well known from the comedic standpoint, and also from being a TV host. And you bring in people like Barker and all these celebrities. All right, maybe Cedric. The, well, Cedric the Entertainer is a comedian, one of the you know original kings of comedy. But still, like, there's a purpose for it. And of course, Macaulay Culkin, for God's sake, which I love Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> but it's like fucking. I don't care. I mean, if you would have brought me Enrique, if you had brought me Mark Anthony or Ricky Martin at the height of the Latin pop scene and with the legendary. Oh, Shaggy. Shaggy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't me. Give me Shaggy. Give me Mr. Boombastic. Mr. Lover Lover. Mm. You know, he actually me. performed out in front of the Queen. Which on her which, 92nd birthday. Which song? Mr. Boombastic. Mr. Boombastic. <laughs> and they're fantastic. Mm. Um, oh, the, the one I love is oh, he did a song with Cardi B. Okay, I unfortunately uh, know who Cardi B is, but I still don't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. Right? You, could, you could give me names like Cardi B and shit like that, and then you see fucking Bow Wow getting in a Twitter exchange. Oh, he's day. just becoming a super prick. Um, I'm training with Rikishi, goddammit. We don't he, care. He went after Chris Bay. I saw that. He can't even get dark matches. Uh, he's on the main events on Impact consistently. Like, hello? <laughs> like, they're actually using Chris Bay in prominence. Who the fuck are you, bounce with me? Are you going to talk about like you? Are you going to try to get us out of your system? Are you going to talk about Sierra again? Are you going to sing with T-Pain? Like, I, come on, man. I haven't heard a Bow Wow song since, like, 2001. She did, oh, Well, that was Bounce With Me, and they also had uh, that song Puppy Love with Jagged Edge, who also sang Let's Get Married to the Teddy Long and Crystal Marshall uh, wedding on SmackDown back in 2007. Literally, the only song I know is Bow Wow Wow Yippee Yo Yippee Yay, which is 20 years Where ago. my dog's at, Bark with me now. <laughs> yep, that was one with Snoop. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I didn't even know he was still active. <laughs> well, he hosted 106 in Park on BET, which I hated because as a young man growing up on Long Island, New York, with some of the prominent stations from 52 to 56 being all music, you had 106 in Park hosted by Free and AJ, and that was the shiznit. We had the top 10 countdown, Dazzy Dangerously and Moses Marquez. We had that brand spanking new joint. We had the old school joint of the day. We had a lot of great stuff on there. Then this son of a bitch comes on and hosts it, and it sucks. Was, was this when MTV so still played music? Well, this is BET, yes, when they still played music. But around the time <laughs> when MTV still played music. Yes, correct. Yes. <laughs> when TRL was all the rage, yes. Yeah, okay. All the rage. Uh, also on Raw, the, the stop-start Alexa Orton theme saga continues, um, with Papa Orton Shango. now yeah, spewing up some shit. black goo. Papa Shango Orton. Uh-huh. That's, I thought uh, it was fucking some... Warrior and Hogan. Well... I would say more warrior at um, Papa Shango because Papa Shango made him spit up. There you go, Papa Shango. It was Papa Shango. You know what it's supposed to be? I think they were saying it's supposed to be like some black tar stuff, what it means by that. There's like some symbolism of like they poisoned, not the lethal dose of poison. Poisoned him. But they poisoned him is what they did. All I know is I've seen people spewing up black goo in horror movies and it's never good. No, it's not. No, it is not. I'm I'm expecting something to burst out of Randy's chest next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for me, like I'm I'm fine with it because I think you were saying last week too as well, Moses. Just to reiterate your point as well, yo, if he comes back with this cool new look, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. That's really one of the things because I want to see him how he's you know going to revitalize himself and you know just do the whole thing with the new look. That's what I'm intrigued about this new look. Not just the fact that we're going to get the match, but the new look has me intrigued. This yeah, is why I have a problem with a feud. I'm 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 okay with the feud. It's just they keep stopping and starting it. Uh, Randy's burns miraculously healed after a week. 
They mm-hmm. keep delaying the Fiend's return, and they've had two perfect opportunities. Like, Randy could have been cornered in the chamber. Yeah, but Instead, I think... Instead, he's the first one out. Yeah, I think it's just it's the long storytelling of we're probably going to get him at Mania. And watch, they're going to do something like... Because since they've been doing a lot of intergender stuff, watch, we get the Fiend deaths. That is Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton at Fastlane. I mean, there's long-term storytelling, and then there's just dragging it the fuck out. Sometimes you got to drag it out. Drag it out. Mm-hmm. Ain't that right, Moses? Drag it out. Drag it out. Make it happen. Make it happen. Okay, uh, also, quick results from Raw. New US champion Matt Riddle defeats Jomo. New Day defeats T-Bag and the Predator. <laughs> um, ben Jexander of the Hurt Business defeats Lucha House Party. <laughs> What was that name? Ben Alexander. Okay. Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Uh, Damian Priest defeated Angel Garza. Sheamus defeated Jeff Hardy. Such fresh. Um, Lenomi defeated the Gucci Girls. Okay, now the last three minutes on Raw. Lana and Naomi defeats the Gucci Girls. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke in three minutes. AJ Styles defeats Ricochet in five minutes. And then, of course, Lashley defeats Strowman in four minutes. Hold on. I don't mean to laugh, but when you said Lenomi and the Gucci Girls, dude, you were pissed. I saw your Twitter feed about that because that match was so goddamn short. Oh, man. I got into it with Sean Sapp. Oh, Sean Sapp? Sean Ross Sapp of uh, Fightful.com? Yeah. Ah. Because <laughs> he was awesome. <laughs> oh, I didn't even try and start a Twitter feud. He was just saying they've put so much work into their women's division. I'm like, okay, that last minute was three minutes long. Um, and they just gave t- a random team, a tag team title shot when there's already two sets of number one contenders. Well, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I hate also the sequence now of how Naomi and Lana's double team move is just a double face buster and it looks shitty. <laughs> like I don't yeah. want to see them go against Nia and Shayna, and also with the whole AJ Styles Ricochet thing. Like as soon as I saw, I heard he was fighting Ricochet. I'm like, AJ's winning, and also so almost can give him that choke bomb, great Kali style. So you know. Yeah, well, luckily he didn't keep biting back, so he he kind of drifted off. But then, <laughs> I I almost tweeted him again, but I didn't really want to open up that can again. Because he contradicted himself later on. So he was saying how they've put so much focus on the women's division. Okay. And then later on, which is, I think it was probably about 10 minutes later, if that, he tweets, hold on. Okay, I can't find it, but it was something like, so he says that WWE have been focusing so much on the women's division. And then he tweets, this is like the fifth match in... The space of a week that featured Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax and, or some combination. I'm like, yeah, but it's so focused on the women's division, isn't it? It's a retread, man. And that's what I'm saying. Every time I see them come out, I'm like, okay, Shayna and Nia, who are they going to fight? Are they going to fight the Gucci girls? Are they going to fight Naomi and Lana? Who are they going to fight again? <laughs> yeah, Gucci, the... Gucci. Gucci, Gucci. Yeah, yeah. We, we Gucci. We Gucci, boo. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, I'm like, ugh. that's why I'm so happy, and we'll get to it when we talk NXT, because I have something to say on it, but that's why I can't wait to see her, them against Dakota and Raquel, and that's why I hope Dakota and Raquel win. Yeah, they they absolutely deserve it. Oh yeah, we'll talk about it when we get to NXT, but I just had to point that out there, because I'm more looking forward to that, not just for the fact of the storytelling, which we'll get into, but the fact that it's something new, and it's different. Uh, yeah, well, speaking of new and different, that was new and different, but uh, hopefully... 
it was entertaining because going in Raw will be returning for pay-per-view weeks. Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Evolution of Pro Wrestling. Woo! I'm Lewis and this is Jay. Who made a bigger impact? Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? Shawn Michaels or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? This is a, a crazy topic. And we got an exciting topic for you tonight. Who is better in which era? CM Punk or Bret Hart? WrestleMania. Holy cow. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the best and most shocking moments in SummerSlam history. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast, giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share, and whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to follow or subscribe right now and take it to the max every single week. And make sure you visit our beautiful relaunched website, maxwrestling.net. For all your max wrestling information, stats, and history. Stats and facts, Mike. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Where you can get a lot of the stats and facts. You know what's a big important stat right now? And you know what is actually a fact right now, Dazzy Dangerously? I do. It is an anniversary. Well, yes. Is it this week or just this month? Well, this month. I can't remember the date. But <laughs> four years, Max Wrestling, yours truly, officially became a captain, became a regular on the Max Wrestling Podcast officially, full-time. It feels good, man. It feels good. We're going into promo mania, and I feel right. We got a great team. We got the team. We got the fam. We got the horsemen. That is Max Wrestling. And the other stat I would like to say is I'm a seven-time Max Wrestling Predictions champion, and that chaps your ass, to quote Moses Marquez, Dazzy Dangerously. Well, I don't think it was a 200th episode, because that was only two years ago. It may have been the 100th episode. Yeah, I think it was the 100th episode. Right after podcast. The 100th episode. Yes, right after podcast promo rumble where I beat the Phoenix for the knowledge title, and then he kept he kept sighing and said, "I'm going to come back and win it at Promo Mania." Yeah, he said that a lot. He did. <laughs> well, he's the knowledge champ now, and he's doing his thing, and he's got DC in the building at Promo Mania, and then me, maybe, maybe, possibly, possibly, sort of, kind of. <laughs> you know what? I need to find out the the date for that, but we'll we'll get back to it. Okay. Okay. Now, last week, the Kingpin was on the show expecting a response from the Demoness ahead of their promo exhibition at Promo Mania. He got one, just not the one he was expecting, and promptly left the episode. Well, after a week, uh, the former promo champion has another message for the Demoness. Sorry for walking out of the show last week. I just I can't be disrespected like that. The demoness, I, I I can't allow her to think that she can threaten me like that. 
I'm a goddamn king. You've got everybody convinced that you're coming for me. But you don't understand. I'm coming for you. You are my obsession now. And nothing is going to save you. Nothing is going to stop this. I don't care how far away you are. I will find a way. You're going to regret the day that you threatened me. Well, damn, that was intense. Um, hopefully we get another response from the demoness very soon. And by the way, Mike, it was February 11th you became a regular co-host on this show, on the 100th episode. Hey, that's very fitting, and I gotta say, ever since that day, it's been fun. As always, you and I doing the damn thing. And like I said, we got Moses and Trav. We are the Max Wrestling 4 Horsemen, and we going, and we gonna keep on keeping on giving you that content. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. And now, hold on tight and brace for impact in 60 yeah, seconds or much. less. Impact in three, two, one. Jake something defeated Dina in a tables match before getting speared through a table by Moose. Moose then holds the show hostage and demands a Scott Demore grant him a world title match. Demore sanctions the TNA title as an official world title and orders him to defend it against Jake instead. Ace, Austin, Black Taurus and Chris Bay defeated Josh Alexander, Trey Miguel and Willie Mack to advance in the crazy six-man tag into a triple threat for a number one contender for the X Division Championship. I know it's complicated, but I digress. The Good Brothers defeated Triple XL. Eddie Edwards defeated Hernandez when Brian Myers refused to face him. Jazz and Jordan Grace defeated Kimber and Susan. And Moose defeated Jake, of course, in the main event before Rich Swan attacked and Scott Demore made the Impact title match official for Sacrifice. Oh, and sacrifice. Also, as a bit of an extra bit of focus, Mike, as you mentioned, Scott Demore took a little bit of a jab at the uh, eye for an eye match. I mean, he told Brian Myers he was going to book an eye for an eye match against um, Eddie Edwards. Hey. Uh, Brian Myers starts freaking out, says, you serious? No, I'm not serious. Who the hell will book an eye for an eye match? I about <laughs> died. And, and what, the eye is going to be back to normal in a couple of weeks? Get out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 well, I will say this. The one time they did try to do something of that nature, and I, it still burns into my memory because it's normally the blindfold match. I still hated when they did James Storm and Chris Harris it, at lockdown in 07, it was a cage match. Yes. It was a blindfold cage match. I hated it. It was the shits. They did a blindfold match in the cage because, you know, lockdown, every match is inside the cage. It was well, so bad. I mean, yes, it was funny that Scott DeMore took shots at the eye for an eye match, but he seems to forget. Uh, Impact recently shot somebody, and a couple of years ago they stabbed Ali in the throat, and then she shows yes. up on, M on AEW. He's right. <laughs> I mean, they've done that, and they've had... um. Well, they had that poor kid got run over. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> Not to mention oh. James Stone pushing Mickey James in front of a train. 
that never gets old. That that will never ever oh, escape. Terrible. Yes, it was funny, but let's not forget Impact have done some kind of stupid stuff. The big fat oily guy and Christy Hemi. I didn't bring him up. Hey man, that poor happened. Christy, poor Christy. What? I mean, at least she wasn't traumatized enough getting Austin Aries gyrating in her face. Oh my god. Fucking asshole. Here's the thing about Christy Hemi and TNA that always got me too, because I remember well she actually I remember her making out with Lance Hoyt. Remember when she turned on um uh when she fucking cost um BG James and Kip James the Voodoo Kin Mafia at the time? Because here's what was funny about that. Like she kept bringing in these mystery teams because she was feuding with Kip James, bitch. I'm Kip James, bitch, Billy Gunn. <laughs> and freaking <laughs> And friggin', they brought in, like, the C-level teams that competed on Velocity and Heat. They first brought in Romeo and Antonio, which they went by the Heartbreakers because they couldn't use the Heartthrobs. Then they brought in friggin' Basham and Damage, a.k.a. the Basham Brothers. And then, like, they just... The Bashams. And it's just, like, it sucked. And then they friggin' do the thing where Lance Hoyt, who was with VKM, turns on him. And then Roxy Laveau goes to do her thing, which I love me some Roxy. I'm never gonna get tired of Roxy. But... Yeah, it just it went nowhere, man. And then she's like, you know, trying to get a shot. And then she wrestles Awesome Kong for the Knockouts Championship. We knew the hell she wasn't going to win, but it was not a bad match. And then they, put, they, here's what pissed me off about it. And I'm sorry I'm rambling about this, but when she got into like a confrontation because she was the ring announcer, right? Yeah. And she got into it with Tara because I forgot. I think Tara turned on uh, Miss Tessmacher in that booty, uh, whatever it was, because they were teaming. They were TNT, right? So I'm watching this and I'm like. All right, we're just going to ignore the fact that Christy Hemme and Victoria didn't wrestle each other on a Vengeance 2005 WWE and the fact that Christy Hemme's calling her a bitch and that Victoria smashed the glass on the side of her and talked about how she's a psycho bitch and then that son of a bitch Todd Grisham with that facial expression, Someone called that one, one! Like, that's supposed to just go out of our memory banks? Like, oh my God. Fucking Todd Grisham looking like a, oh my God, like something out of a cheap horror film. Somebody called that one, one! Like, I friggin' Todd Grisham. All right, anyway, I'm done. It certainly didn't go out of your memory. Well, do you realize who you're talking to here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a pretty solid episode of Impact. Um, it was. <clears throat> it's funny because I can't, because <laughs> I've known I've known him from as Jake something on the Indies, but I can't get Cousin Jake out of my head because I've been so accustomed to call him Cousin Jake and Jake something. You know the last name something. I can't. It's going to be hard for me to get back yeah, to that. It just doesn't click. Like, he comes out, Jake, something. Something. Huh? Whatever. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, okay. And, but the thing, too, is, and I like, you know, Good Brothers and Triple XL. I like Triple XL. I think that they're funny. I like AC, Big AC Romero and Larry D. Um, Yeah, dude, it was solid from top to bottom. I'll be honest, watching the Kimberly Susan thing, it's like, all right, I, we know we're going to get Jordan Grace and Jazz. Jazz. Which yeah, still whatever. hasn't retired. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was okay. Like, I thought it was really good. Like Impact, I can't complain. Each and every time I see it, every time I watch it, like I'm interested. And Moose and Rich Swan, I can't wait for. Now you said it's at Sacrifice, right? Yes. When the hell is Sacrifice? I don't know. <laughs> because now, what... yeah. I I know Rebellions in April, so I I thought we were just waiting for then. But apparently, we're getting a pay per view before then. It's very hard because I remember when it was a pay per view, not like these specials that we get on like Impact Plus and stuff. Hold on, I'm gonna look when sacrifices. Yeah, Ma- I mean they, they're kind of doing what NXT does um, or did last year, bringing back old pay per view names for weekly specials. Uh, it's actually, oh no, wait, that was last year, February twenty second. <laughs> 
February yeah, it's already been. Yeah, February 24th. Oh, so it's already been. Yeah, they, they only have the two matches announced. Uh, Kiara and Tasha against Jordan Wait. Grayson Jazz and Rich Swan Moose. February 24th was last week. was yesterday. No, I guess then we missed it then. But they only announced it on Tuesday. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Saturday, March 13th. Okay, the there we go. What going on? <laughs> sorry. No, I was looking at the date of the article. My fault. March, th- March yeah. 13th. <laughs> and it says it will broadcast exclusively on Impact Plus. Those who sign up now will receive a free 30-day trial. Yeah. Uh, so we no, got like that shit. We got Swan versus Moose, and we got Fire and Flavor versus Jordan Grace and Jazz. Again, they, they, Jordan and Jazz are not winning. They, I've been loving Fire and Flavor. I love Fire and Flavor as the tag champs, as the heel tag champs. And Swan and Moose, do you see Moose getting it here, or would you wait till Rebellion? Yeah, uh, wait till Rebellion, but I kind of don't see the point of booking it for Sacrifice. Now, you know me, man. Every time I see Moose, not is he just a football player. He is that Chucky <clears throat> Finster talking about the Satchmo and everything. What about the Moose? That's what I, he is. I think they would have been better giving Rich Swan somebody else and then Moose just attacking him at Sacrifice. And that then, makes the, sense. And then Demora finally, okay, fine, you can have the match in Rebellion. I... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they have it on the secondary show, so. I mean, what they could have done at Sacrifice was have Rich Swan defend the Impact title and Moose defend the TNA title. That would be cool. Oh, man, dude, we got a lot of predictions coming up. We got Revolution, then Sacrifice, and then Fastlane. That's like three weeks in a row of freaking predictions. Mania season. The only way, really, I can see this going is Swan retains the world title, and then they make the match at Rebellion a unification. I like that. Because that's fair. I mean, they sanctioned the TNA title as as an official world title now, but it's not going to last very long. Especially when Moose is being pushed towards the Impact title. That sounds stupid. It would have made more sense to sanction it months ago when he started using it as a prop. Yeah. Because let's face it, he Suck. hasn't lost it. Well, I mean, EC3 stole it, but that doesn't count. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny as we're talking about sacrifice, like the one memory that comes into my mind. I don't know if you remember this. So I think it was like 05. Like, Abyss and Lance Hoyt had that uh, match at Sacrifice. I remember it was, like, a big-ass hardcore match, and Lance Storm went, like, coast-to-coast coast on the six-sided ring, and he did, like, a Van Terminator right to Abyss. Do you remember that? Uh, I think of Sacrifice. Actually, this may have been Unbreakable. R- R- Rhino and Raven, was it Unbreakable or Sacrifice in the Dark Color match? Unbreakable. Yeah, I Unbreakable. Yeah, I don't really remember much from Sacrifice. Yeah, that one I remember just was big, and this was around the time when they brought in friggin' AJ Przinski and Dale Torborg, a.k.a. the Demon from WCW, to go against uh, Lance Hoyt, and, La- and Dale Torborg actually had a match on their pay-per-view, Lance Hoyt and Dale Torborg, Dale Torborg the Demon, which Moses, you will see, and and, uh, and later WCW. Wait, are you talking about the Kiss Demon? Yes, that Demon. Ah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna see him late 99-2000. I already remember this fucker. And mega death lip syncing. <laughs> well, he owns like like the Chicago White Sox now, man. Oh well, then hey, he's not too bad of a fucker. I, I, he's not too bad of a fucker. <laughs> he's not too bad of a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll see him. Like it's just it was terrible. The Kiss Demon was absolutely awful. He was married to um, I think he still is married to Asia, the one who's like the bodybuilding chick from late ninety nine two thousand. Oh, married... I know exactly who you're talking about. Yep, he's married to her. Oh jeez. Demon in Asia. Demon in Asia. 
I, if, all right. But, but you also get to see um, above average Mike Sanders, 3.0, with his finisher being the 3.0. The 3.0, my guy, this guy. <laughs> uh, and the other notable thing that happened on Impact was uh, another appearance from Juice and Finlay uh, backstage with the Good Brothers. I can't wait for that match. I like them as a team. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a one-time only for last week. I didn't expect to see him again this week. No, but they're damn good. They're damn good. Yeah, the uh, the forbidden door is open. Also, the paid ad. Oh, God. Oh, the paid ad was ad. incredible. Like, 12 people from the roster all just slamming the shit out of Impact. Brian Cage talking about the world title. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a former Impact world champion, but that's the last time it was relevant. Oh, wow. your boy. Well, hold on. The fist Moses off. Your boy was there. Matt Hardy talking about Hangman Page and Isaiah Cassidy. Oh, what a geek. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into Wednesday, we are 41 days away from Promomania 6. It is, of course, the biggest Mac Russell show of the year, and it comes your way April 8th on Facebook, YouTube, and all podcast platforms. The Phoenix defends the Knowledge Championship against Daniel Crimmins, and the Knowledge title has only ever changed hands at Promomania once. So the the odds are on his side. Or are they? Because the winner will later defend against Mr. Ironbank 2020, Mike Larkin, who incidentally was that one person to win an Alice title at Promomania. (laughs) Now, um, wait a second. Hold on a minute. I have a question. Now, I'm trying to remember, like... (laughs) When did the but title change? Oh, no, wait, it was me and Kenny. Me and Kenny, that's right, yes. That's because right. he only just won it back, too. Ah, yes, yes, him and I had our little series, that's right, you're right. Okay, I was uh, about to say, <laughs> wait a minute, I, the title changed hands at Promo Mania, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, I'm sorry. If, if, if you look on the cheap plug, maxrasson.net website, people, and look at the stats mm-hmm. for the knowledge title, it's just Mike Larkin, Mike Larkin, Mike Larkin, Mike Larkin, Mike Larkin. <laughs> <laughs> well, until, I mean, around, until around 2019. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. It's one of the things where I look at it from a stance with, besides being a seven-time predictions champion, got a cheap plug and get that in one more time. Um, it's one of the things where I have, the only thing I really haven't done is I nobody has ever been, you know, successful in cashing in the Iron Bank, so I'm looking to do that. And maybe down the line, go uh, for a max world title time. You know why nobody's ever been successful in cashing in the Iron Bank, Mike? Because I was the champ. Because they both cashed in on you. And, they, and it was in <laughs> both in the same reign. Yes, that's why it was so like, you know, yeah, because <laughs> I remember when you told me about Kenny and I'm like, I'm glad that I had like a few questions written because I was not expecting that. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. But I knew, I knew the Phoenix was going to wait till, uh, till Promo Mania, so I was kind of safe on that. But yeah, no, I'm going to do the Phoenix route and just wait till Promo Mania to get my shiz out, whether it be against Craig, Craigie, again, and our never-ending feud, or uh, someone new in Daniel Crimmins, because DC in the building knows his stuff as well, even though he oh, said yeah, he's he old and he doesn't remember shit. Nah, he's being modest. Modest to the top. <laughs> uh, well, if the knowledge title wasn't enough for the Phoenix to worry about, he's also going face-to-face, literally, with the shape in the cinematic showdown. It's promo champion versus world champion. And everybody wants to know who is stepping up to face Moses Marquez in a promo yeah, exhibition. Right, everybody wants to know. I believe the wait will be over this weekend. Ah, oh, son of <laughs> And speaking of revelations, for the first time ever, it's the Kingpin versus the Demoness in a promo exhibition as Emir and the Dark Queen both return to the promo order. But 
just to get you warmed up on April 6th, it is the 2021 Iron Bank Challenge. Chris Durham, Cypher, Moses and Travis Walker-Anderson are all itching for that contract which guarantees the winner a shot at either the Knowledge or Promo Champion for the first time ever. Anytime in the next 12 months. Don't miss it on April 6th and 8th. Promo Mania 6, all graphics, no charisma. <laughs> so I'm going to say it like this. With the Iron Bank, and this is what I love about the Iron Bank now, I think it's great now that we can have it for the Knowledge or Promo title. And the reason why I say that is just because they're both two prominent titles. But after a while, I think when I was the champion, like I said, I, I ruined the Knowledge title for everybody, and I'm sorry. But it's one of those You didn't things. ruin it. It's just nobody could fucking beat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucker. Fuckers. But no, it's one of those things where I look at it from a stance, it's like, yeah, we got to add something new with the Iron Bank, too, because that's why I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? Cool. Adding it for knowledge or promo title. You, right. you know what it is? It's that goddamn Amir's fault. And you know why it's Amir's fault? Why? Because it's 2012. <laughs> no. Because if you recall in the 2019 Iron Bank, he was saying, how come there's not an Iron Bank contract for the promo title? It was him. I, he played the about that. I actually was uh, going to say you can thank the Phoenix for it because I was kind of inspired by him going from chasing the knowledge title through this past year entering the promo order and uh, look at him now promo champion true what i'm saying <coughs> that, that let me tell you something bitch planted that seed in our heads yeah fucking guy with his fucking curiosity killed the cat and asking questions well, in that ask... case you can thank chad for your fucking seven rangers predictions champion because that was his idea for fuck's sake mike for fuck's sake <laughs> that's hilarious I'm waiting for him to say that to me. All he keeps saying is to his wife. And I love <clears> Emma to death, but for God's sake, man, we're going to lose it to his wife constantly. And does does Emma, and does the lovely Miss Emma, does she watch anything else besides WWE? No. See? Chad, step your game up, man. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And he's probably going to curse me out after he watches this. But come on, Chad. You want to create this belt and I have it seven times? How many times has Chad held the title? Four or five. Come on, man. Um, well, speaking of Chad, I'm, I'm sure, not sure if we've done it on the show before, but I'm going to give a shout-out to Chad's podcast, um, which is yeah. fairly new, the Bold Predictions podcast. Check it out on YouTube. Um, you're always going to get some cool memes from Chad and, the, and his crew with like uh, WWE superstars telling you to listen to Bold Predictions, and you should. You should. I mean, I look at it from a stance, too, like, that dude, he's he's fun. I, I always see their premieres when they come up. I mean, it's early ass o'clock where I am here in the States, but I make sure to watch You don't him. sleep anyway. Be quiet. I was just going to say. <laughs> uh, be quiet. <laughs> I just wait to watch it later. Fucking I don't sleep anyway. Yes, I know. But still, man, you know, sometimes I got to get my sleep. Vince McMahon said, you know, sleep is the enemy, JR, but I'm not Vince McMahon. I know they encouraged us years ago to go green, but Mike is always green yeah. on, on, on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Hey, if I was blue, I, if I was blue, I was green, I would die. Eiffel 65. There, there, were, there were some merit to that song. This is true. I have a blue house with a blue and now. I mean, friggin' Joe Hendry did friggin' I'm Drew, Abadia Abadai. Remember that for ICW? Yes. Yes, I do. All right. <laughs> okay, into the Wednesday Night War Zone now. So uh, you may want to put some body armor on. That's Paul White! Absolutely. I was, I was expecting him sure. to be on the show. He wasn't on Dynamite. 
And well, he's a commentator for AEW Dark in their new uh, show that's coming Monday on YouTube. Well, they advertised this fed big fat fucker to be on the show. <laughs> no, hold on, man! Don't say that. He's lost a lot of weight. They they made oh, me think Dynamite was going to be a big show. Oh fuck! Yeah. It was. Hello. Anybody? Look, I will just say this, that this was one of the absolute weirdest... I see what you did there. Thank you. This is one of the weirdest fucking episodes of of, of Dynamite, like, I think ever. It was so fucking weird. It was a bunch of squashes. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was watching WCW. <laughs> I don't even know why there were so many squashes. There wasn't, like, a big segment or anything. No. I mean, the main event was good. And Nyla and Britt Baker was good. Yeah, that but went everything long. else was a fucking squash. Yeah, it did go long. Um, well, we kicked off Mox squashing little Dolph's little brother. Oh, uh, Ryan. Ryan Nemeth. Is he officially signed now? Because he was also in the paid ad on Impact. I believe I'm pretty sure he's there. Cool. You know what it is, too? He's not bad. It's just he has such a punchable face. <laughs> that must be their whole family. Yeah, well, he looks exactly like his brother. Just That like, really doesn't help. Yeah, that too. Oh. He looks exactly like his brother. But here's the thing about it. When he was Briley Pierce and that smiley fucking face on NXT, when him and, um, oh, um, which, which, remember um, Sakamoto who was? Yes. Remember Sakamoto? Yeah, it was him and Sakamoto uh, against um, Mason Ryan. And they got killed. Like, oh, Mason, Ryan. Mason Ryan. Mason Ryan. Doc Shadows just seems breezy, does. That's what they did. And then they freaking they went from having him in the new Nexus, and then they just had Mason Ryan on NXT TV killing people. He killed Enzo and Cass in a handicap match. He killed little Briley, son of a bitch, Pierce, and Sakamoto. Sakatumi, Sakatumi, Sakatumi. Like, that was it, man. Hmm. It, it probably doesn't help that he also dyes his hair the exact same color as Dolph. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness gracious. You know what it is, too? He used to have black hair. He used to look like Dolph did for that week when he looked like Matt Seidel, Evan Bourne. I think they're so both he... naturally dark-haired, and they both dye it bleach blonde. I... Dolph Ziggler likes to look like Bret Michaels. He wants to, he wants the Rock of Love reboot to come back. That's what he wants. He doesn't want to Love Island, as you like. Rock... What's the Rock of Love reboot? Fucking guy. You're welcome. No, Enjoy. he broke me. Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Most of my I was like, the second you said that, my hands went into my head, and I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> oh Let god. It Let it out, bro. Let it out. Oh my god. I used to always just fucking flip channels as a kid, and every <laughs> fucking time, it would just be on. It was like it would haunt me. Like, what, what the fuck is this crap? Hold Who's on a minute. Geek in a cowboy hat. Well, that's poison, man. Brett Michaels, don't he know? I didn't know. I knew poison. <laughs> I didn't know who the fuck this geek was. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Well, you get it gets worse because every time Valentine's Day, the VH1 plays the reruns of the seasons. Oh, I know. Trust me, I know. Because <laughs> apparently my wife was a fan, and now I have to fucking deal with it again. Well, that was when VH1 was doing celebrity. They had the Rock of Love. They had the Flavor of Love. They had I Love New York. I Love Money. They had the Tool Academy. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. Big-ass Bridget Nielsen fucking Flavor Flav. Yes, that was the uh, that was a strange oh love. God. Yes, strange love. And then he's pouring out, pouring it out while she's on the plane like it's fucking the bodyguard, but not really. Yep. 
<laughs> Drago's wife has fallen so far. <laughs> yes. She was on Celebrity Rehab, too, with Dr. Drew. I think that was the same season where Daniel Baldwin yelled at Jeff Conaway and kept saying, unbeknownst to you, like Jeff Conaway, who's friggin' out of his effing mind and pilled and drugs, knows what the fuck unbeknownst. The fact that this was, like, regular TV doesn't blow my mind. Well, dude, and we then, had... like, people would be, like, flip, freaking out this, this is on TV. We had Breaking Bonaducci with Danny Bonaducci injecting the steroids in his leg, and he oh, was throwing Christ. the guy... He was throwing the guy out of the car because he wanted to go to his wife's bachelorette party. There should be permission. Somebody needs to ask me if there's strippers in the hotel room. And he's going like nuts. And then he takes the guy's car. And the guy <laughs> goes home. Then he drops him at his house. Daddy Bonaducci. You better give him permission. No strippers. No strippers. I'm done. You can unmute your mic, my ass. Good old days. <laughs> You can unmute your mic now. I'm sorry. But he got broken, and I got broken with him. We're uh, fixed. Go ahead. No, I'm not, but okay. Okay. Um, well, apart from the matches, I think this was the longest segment of the night. And it wasn't even that long, really. It was uh, after Team Taz defeated the Varsity Blondes, the, uh, they're confronted by Sting, uh, who drags Hawk out in a body bag. This fucking kid, 30 seconds later, was like, uh, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Taz's reaction on commentary was great. What the shit? <laughs> <laughs> I know I died when he said that. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, and it was pretty cool seeing Darby zipline into the ring with a skateboard. Um, yeah. But it was pretty slow. They could have easily caught him before he drops down and then starts attacking him with a skateboard. You know what? I used to say the same shit about Sting. You know, it takes too fucking long. But guess what? Owen Hart had a single fucking strap. Uh-huh. I would I would much, 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 much rather them have to do a fucking camera cut to not show him take off the whole gimmick and him be safe and just that way he could do it on a regular. I loved it. I loved it. It was a fucking zip line for fuck's sake. It wasn't like he came down from the rafters because they don't have no rafters. So I'm like zip line time, baby. Like I'm all about it. You know yeah, I mean, I used to go I to like camp. Shawn Michaels. There you go, zip line. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I would do too. Zip line. Uh, and then of course we saw Sting get a little bit more physical. Sting a splash, uh, Scorpion oh, yeah. death drop. Um, uh, no, fuck the death drop. Splash was great though. You can kind of see the, the the padding now under the under the, what? Well, obviously he's well, wearing yeah, longer Yeah, looks gear. like fucking shoulder pads on this guy. He looks like 1996 Sting underneath his shirt, but it's all padding. <laughs> and I'm like, geez, he's huge. Nope, it's a fucking bodysuit. Like, wait a minute, Sting used to wear a singlet. Now he's wearing a t-shirt and a bodysuit. Oh, yep. that's why. Because <laughs> he is old as a bee. I mean, I I guess I don't really have a problem with him wearing padding. You know, if it lets him take a couple of bumps that aren't gonna obviously injure him again. But but in in that instance, as a as a sting mark, then don't be here. Don't do this. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of cool seeing him, but yeah, you you're sixty one, dude. Yeah, I can I can I love the nostalgia of you. I don't need you bumping. I'm I'm cool if you just show up every couple of weeks and hit somebody with a bat. That too. Um, but according to Tony Khan, he's uh, he's completely cleared. 
completely clear to what? To to wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. He's he's medically clear to wrestle. Bullshit. I want to see the doctor. Dude. And I want to call the fucking lawyer's face. The lawyers. Goddamn. Goddamn. Uh, call him a lawyer. There was also a rumor last week that the spot where he took the power bomb under the ring was kind of softened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole spot, everything was planned. He had the bodysuit on. The spot he took the power bomb on was extra padded. That's why they just told fucking Cage, like, just let him have it. Because he ain't going to feel shit. <laughs> okay, Sting, here's, here's these painkillers we're going to inject into your neck. Oh, yeah, right into your fucking spine. <laughs> spinal. It's spinal. That's right. Um, Back broke spinal. <laughs> yeah, my back is broken. What do you mean? It's spinal. <laughs> oh, yeah, is it like a bruise? Is it a contusion? It's spinal. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, Jake Hager defeated Brandon Cutler. Uh, before oh, yeah, we didn't see that coming. Yeah. Before the inner circle continued the assault post-match. And leave it to the young bucks to come down and clear the ring with super kicks, mm-hmm. because of course. And then things got a little bit sinister as they call out Jericho and MJF. Jericho and MJF appear on the Tron, and it turns out that they've attacked and bloodied the Bucks' daddy. This was the same motherfucking thing they did when they attacked Nick. The same yep. motherfucking thing. And I, I read it, and I didn't fall for it, and it fucking killed me. And to make it m- worse, of course, Jerrica, come back here, pick up your trash. Like, homie, you fucking said that line. Like, you've been in the game how long? Like, fucking, let's go, bub. Mix this shit up. You should have known you did the same shit with his brother. Like, that shit killed me. I was already out of this entire segment. Fucking Papa Buck is selling like a fucking a live fish that's <laughs> pretending to be dead. <laughs> they're not gonna know I'm alive. So if I could, be the, if I could be that guy. I'm, I'm much like, dude, I love him, but Jesus, come on. I know, I understand Moses, but I'm like, if I could be that guy, I much preferred like when they had the Briscoes' dad in Ring of Honor because the Briscoes' dad was at least badass. Like the, the Bucks' dad, no. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I was like, yeah, well, the Briscoes' dad is a fucking pig farmer. Yeah, he was badass. Bucks' father, no. Can you imagine a segment like that with uh, the Miz's dad, though? Oh my god! Well, first off, the Miz's dad is unlike any other, other any other dad in the world. That is true. You know what I love about the Miz's dad is he take is they go out for a meal and he doesn't tell the Miz that he's arranged for people to get autographs. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so so great. I figure since we're here, fucking well, guy. It's myself, the wrestler. What, okay, what about if it's John Cena Sr.? Because John Cena Sr. is a man whore in his own right, man. I mean, they had the... I'm sure John Cena Jr. carries uh, contract waivers with him everywhere he goes. Oh, yes. How yeah, you can have my autograph after you sign six, this. Five, seven here. Oh, my God. If you, sign, the if you sign on that line there, that gives 20% to Matt Hardy. Oh. No. <laughs> Don't fucking do that. He doesn't need any more money. No. Isn't he on, like, his third or fourth kid? What kid is this? Oh, I Four. don't know. Popping him out like a freaking t-shirt gun. No, it's like he's friggin'... Yeah. He's, like, at the slot machine. He's wearing the jackpot. You know, just friggin' everything. Jackpot. Wait, he he have must have his sperm on fucking jack, contracts, jackpot, like. too. 30%. 20%. Swing, swing. 
Oh, yeah, you're 18. You owe me rent. You owe me rent. You owe me rent. <laughs> God damn, pal. Hey, as soon as you said 18, I had a flashback to Talladega Nights to bow to Ricky Bobby. Hey, driver, drive these. Please be 18. Hey, please be 18. <laughs> okay, well, that is a nice segue because on the next segment, it was uh, Hangman defeating Isaiah Cassidy before Matt Hardy assaults. Poor five. What did yeah, five what do you do? do? What did five do to you, Matt? You fuck. Bastard. <laughs> yeah. um, so... I, I mean, I understand they're they're gaining heat. They're they're really trying so hard to make uh, the Dark Order like uh, a babyface group, mm. and I f- really feel like it's going to be inevitable that not only Hangman joins, but he becomes the new leader. Which right. means, what is that? A negative one, and he gets to go back to school. I, I think yes. we can see some cool segments if he's like the underboss and to, to negative one. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Oh, God. I can just see him come out like Fale and, and, and fucking Finn. Mm-hmm. Just have fucking negative one on his shoulders. I, I just want to see negative one like yell at Paige for drinking. Are you drinking <laughs> again? Yeah, don't do this. <laughs> Even when you're older, don't do this. He's oh, I'm sorry, boss. <laughs> Uh, like I said, pretty long match between Nyla Rose and Britt Baker. Very surprised that Nyla Rose beat Britt Baker to yeah, advance. Yeah, way to fucking kill my fantasy book in you fucks. Well, I mean, Goddamn TK, I thought you listened to this show. Either way, we could have had a rematch. I mean, it's uh, Thunder Rosa and Riho in the next match. So we, we could have had, like, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, which is what most people expected. Um, we're possibly going to get Nyla Rose versus Riho again. That's rematch from the women's title match. That's my guess, because I don't think they're going to run the, like, I, I mean, I think they really like Thunder Rosa, but I feel like this is their way of uh, bringing back Riho, and then we're just going to be like, great, well, we're going to have her win this, and then she's going to win the belt right back. I really don't like it, though, because it's not exactly fresh. We're getting even Nyla Rosa or Riho as women's champion again when everybody's been clamoring for Britt Baker. Yeah, we really, really have been. She freaking deserves it. She's probably the best promo in the women's division. I'm not going to say the best worker, but she's definitely one of the better ones, especially on the American side. She's she's definitely the most improved. Facts. She can help. She can actually carry matches now. Yeah. If she needs to. I I don't get it, but uh, I mean, either way, we're probably going to get another match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Sign me up. And of course, main event, Lance Archer defeats Ray Phoenix, which I didn't really understand really why it was happening originally. Okay, so apparently, I guess they were tag team partners or whatever, so they're in the back, and they have like this like uh, a little interview with each other, and it's the fucking Spanish dude back there. I forget his name. And uh, so Phoenix tells him in Spanish, like, tell him he's the worst partner ever, and like, and I don't want to... like. I'm, and I'm going to kick his ass. And he's like, do you really want me to tell him that? And so he tells him it. And he's just like, well, he's like, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass, man. And all yeah. this other shit. And they start brawling. And That's what I mean. It didn't make it much like, sense because they've actually been winning as a team. Yeah, I know. They're fucking weirdos. But I, I, my guess is Pentagon's on his way back. Yeah, well, I love Kingston's promo. Like, Phoenix, I didn't even want you. I wanted your brother. <laughs> God damn it, Kingston don't give a shit. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, so what did we say? Revolution is next week. We will have predictions for that. Um, we'll see if we can get that title off mic again, and then by the time yeah. WrestleMania rolls around, you can have eight or fucking nine reigns as predictions champion. But uh. you know what? You guys suck. You guys <laughs> legit suck. Fuck you guys. No, but here's the thing. Well, we got Evolution, man, but we also, are we not going to forget what the hell also is next week? We're going to see Cody Rhodes and Mini Brandy against yeah. Shaq and Jane Cargill. Something tells me that he's going to be like, I have a giant of my own, and out comes fucking dumb fuck. No. Yep. I don't want to see Paul you know what? White. If You know what? If they did that, I would be more interested in the match. Not going to lie. I have zero interest yeah. in Cody against Shaq and Jade Cargill against uh, Stir It Up. Yeah, I mean, Mini Brandy is not bad. I've interviewed Red Velvet. Nice girl, but I can admit, green is goose shit. Green is goose shit. And I like Red Velvet, soon to be Mrs. West Briscoe. But for God's sake, man. Oh, all right. Speaking of green as goose shit. Uh... Yeah, well, hey, well <laughs> okay. West Briscoe at least can say that he has a pinfall victory over Kurt Angle and TNA. Yeah, and it was shit. Oh, my God. One of the worst cage matches in lockdown history. Not the worst, but one of the worst. You remember that when they freak. So they have Garrett Bischoff. And freaking Wes Briscoe revealed that it was the plan that, you know, the gut check thing and the whole nine. So they're beating him up in the cage. Then they're building to this cage match with him and Kurt. And then Kurt, you know, wanting to put over that young talent, brother. Friggin' loses to Wes Briscoe. And the match was the absolute shits. And then remember they were um, having him and Garrett go for the tag titles and they were facing beer money. Friggin' yeah. Garrett. God, that was even worse when they had Gunner and Murphy. Before he was Jackson racist. Gunner and Murphy go for the tag. Jackson they, they were literally the worst part of Aces and Eights. Uh, Wes Briscoe and, um, yeah. Oof. Other than well, that, was, it was okay. Well, they had Nux, Mike Knox, and uh, Doc, Luke Gallows. I mean, obviously Doc was great. Nux. Mm. Well, he went on to be in the Menagerie with Rebel. Yeah, which, which should have been much bigger than it was. I loved the Menagerie. Me too. It was him. It was Crazy Steve, the freak, Rob Terry. Yep. Uh, the only problem was it came around the same time as the Wyatt family and people were making comparisons, even though one was a cult and the other was a freak show. One Exactly. It was just ridiculous. Well, that wasn't that also around the time when, um, or it might have been a couple years before before they had the uh, New Day and the Wyatt compound. Oh, yeah. Because the hot thing was the uh, Hardy compound, so we had the Wyatt compound. Yeah, and the Hardy compound, uh, the Wyatt compound match sucked. Yeah, mm -hmm. it did. Couldn't see shit. <laughs> no, you could not. But they tried. They, they they tried, but Vince doesn't really get cinematic matches. That's that's why the uh, the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders turned into such a big fucking joke. Yeah, and let's be honest. When they had it was the Ultimate Deletion with Matt and Bray. Like it was cool seeing Jeff and everything, and then him going into the Lake of Reincarnation. But still, like nothing will ever beat what we saw with the uh, TNA stuff. Mm. Well, when Shane Helms, you know me, man, pop culture, Shane Helms goes, the hurricane goes into the lake of reincarnation, then you have Andrew Everett and Trevor Lee dancing as three count, as, you're not Evan, you're not Shannon. Remember that? No. No. Oh, okay. I kind of feel like I should. That was in the friggin' one of the deletion matches. That was the one where he said, we buried him like the man with three H's. Yeah. I that line. Okay, well, that was the same one where... Where the hurricane goes into the lake of reincarnation, he comes back out as Sugar Shane Helms, and then they start dancing like three count. Andrew Everett was dancing, Trevor Lee was dancing, and then he beats up <laughs> Trevor Lee and, and uh, Andrew Everett. 
to the moon. I got to show you, but it was hilarious. <laughs> nice segue on to NXT. Uh, Dexter Loomis defeated Johnny Gargano when Austin Theory failed to hit him with a chair. God. Because that's had... right, because cause he's a misunderstood guy. He needs therapy. He, You know, that's right. It's like, that's right, Austin, we're going to therapy. So I'm like, that's right, Dr. Shelby's coming. And then fucking, what is it, uh, goddamn Indy, she's like, well, I think he's kind of hot. I'm like, yeah, you do. Oh my god. That was so weird. It was... No, it wasn't because I was like I was laughing the way she was eyeballing him and then out comes the horse teeth. <laughs> god damn, she got big old teeth. So first of all, I like me some Indy Hartwell. I'm not gonna lie on that for a minute. <laughs> horse teeth, you bastard. I'm with so, it. So I like to smile from across a mile, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, Mr. America Ferreira. Okay. How <laughs> about that? So it's one of those things where yo Austin Theory. I, I still, when I when I saw the whole segment, I'm just like, I, it's just Austin Theory. Like I can't, man. Like still, ever ever everything that he's been through, and now the fact that he's back in this whole thing with the way. Like I, I still hate Austin Theory with a passion. I just, I every time I see Austin Theory come on my TV, I'm like, no, no, yeah, yeah. And WWE really haven't helped by turning him into a complete fucking moron. He's a douche canoe, man. Look, he he went from this. You know, sarcastic, cocky, cocky asshole to I'm afraid of everything and I don't know what the hell's going on. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way to put it. It's such a great way to put it. That's oh, what I like. was kidnapped. I don't remember that. Oh, my God. What do you mean he's I came like on stage Steve... in my shorts? You know what he is? We were talking about my best friend, Steve Nicofora. That's what he likes when he gets upset. This is what happens. Austin Theory goes that, oh, oh. That's what he does. That's what Steve does. He goes, oh, 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 when he gets all mad. That's what Austin Theory's doing. Oh, oh, oh. That's what he does. Uh, following that, Swerve attacked poor Ruff again. Oh, yeah, this fucking geek comes out <laughs> for his entrance uh-huh. and just gets blindsided, and I laugh my ass off. I kind of get the feeling that they, they had a good idea by um, giving Ruff the North American title for a couple of weeks just, just for a feel-good moment, and now they don't know what to do with him. And, and feuding with Swerve is not that option. No, because Swerve's never really taken off either. Okay. He's kind of so stuck in mid-card obscurity. Well, he's a heel now, but I also look at it from a stance, and most of you can agree, from watching Lucha Underground, when he was kill shot and he was feuding with A.R. Fox. Like, that was mm-hmm. a great... He is a great heel. Yep. And he could be a great heel, but it's just like, we don't care about Isaiah Swerve Scott. No disrespect. Yeah, he's kind of hard to get behind right now, because... This dude came in off the indies, one of the biggest baby faces there is in any promotion he went to. Yep. And he comes in, and you know people know him because you hear people chanting this fucking cat's name, and then you're like, ah, well, we don't give a fuck that you know. And they had so, so many opportunities to put the cruiserweight title on him, and they didn't. I don't understand why you wouldn't. Like, why wouldn't you? I mean, I understand Santos Escobar. Like, I get it. Like, I I love the character, the whole everything. But, you know, him losing it, even for like a few months, wouldn't have been that big of a deal. You act like that title makes Santos. Like, no, Santos is good. He doesn't really need it. You just apparently don't know how to book people. Yeah, I really really get the feeling Road Dog's taking over a lot of the booking in NXT. 
Yeah, it doesn't make sense how some of these guys are coming like with a mountain of fucking fire, and then now they're just like, eh. I don't get it. Fucking knock it off, road dog, you piece of shit. I got to say, though, the Battle of Lucha Underground with King Cuerno and the White Rabbit, I love that no DQ match. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. Uh, we finally saw Io Shirai after, I think she's been off for a couple of weeks since the takeover. Uh, defeats Zoe Stark, who we saw debut last week. Um, this the... wasn't much of a showing for Stark. I don't know why you'd put her out there against the fucking world champ if you're just going to beat the crap out of her. That's what I mean. They introduced her last week as like this big new prospect, and then the very next week she takes a loss to the women's yeah, champion. Yeah, but then she only went like 70-30 against the fucking jobber lady. <laughs> She barely, you know, she barely, she not barely got a win, but she got a win and not very decisively. And then she goes in here, she gets as, as little offense as you can get in a WWF match without looking like a complete moron and then just got squashed. I mean, well, her sell job at the end was great. I'll, I'll give her that. I like her. I think she has a lot of potential, but yeah, everything that Moses said is correct. Like she did that sweet move. It's almost like a go to sleep last week on the, on the um, enhancement talent, but then God dang this week she's going against you. And it's like, okay. I mean, I obviously they want to build her and I can see why, because I mean, she has that power. She's a powerhouse and she can work. But the thing too is like, yeah, you have her go in and you don't really have her get much of a showing. If you want to use her in a prominent role going down the line. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody who is uh, in a prominent role down the line, is Tony storm, who uh, demanded a shot at EO's title? And oh my she was, like, god! Demanding that EO go to Regal. The back of those shorts. <laughs> yeah, looking down under. Um, there you go. <laughs> come from a land down under. Men at work. She she pretty much demanded EO Shirai go talk to Regal, and then EO, in not so many words, basically said she doesn't need Regal and just said, "You got it, you got it." Yeah, and I was like, okay. <laughs> it's so the. It's the ultimate story, guys. She friggin' beats her in the May Young Classic. Not the May Young Classic, I'm sorry. The uh, Evolution pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? And then, boom. You know, it's it all comes full circle with Io and Tony, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next takeover, I'm guessing it's Mania Week. Yeah, that's, that's my guess. Uh, I mean, I'm just checking out to see if there is anything actually planned. There's nothing under the takeover chronology. Yeah, I mean, I know they're doing, they're trying to do some bigger, they're building to for two weeks from now, which is apparently the, it's the go home show for, uh, no, no, it's, I guess it's the comeback show for Dynamite? Yeah, no, go home show. Yeah, it'll be the, two weeks from now will be the aftermath of Revolution. There you go, there you go, aftermath. So, which I'm sure there's going to be big crazy storylines because TK has been already fucking teasing the crap out of a crap ton of people coming in. Yeah, you won't mention names. Apparently we got somebody big coming in the ladder match. Last time that it's happened, not it Okada. was Brian Cage. It's not Okada. I'll tell you this from my own personal knowledge of Okada. He's never done ladder matches. He'll never do a ladder match. I'm kind of getting the feeling it's EC3. Because he's um, done Impact, he's done Ring of Honor... My guess was him. Um, as far as New Japan guesses, Jay White's as a guess. Kenta coming back as a guess, and uh, to be a prick asshole, Dark Horse, Taiji Ishimori. 
I would like that because every one of those guys that you mentioned are sweet, especially Ishimori, man. When he was in Impact, he didn't get the justice as due, you know what I'm saying? But once they bought him in the New Japan, woo! Yeah, there's right. been guys that have talked about working with him, and they're like, yeah, he, we got to get he working with him. And I think there's also rumblings of Osprey as well. Yeah. Well, so far in the match, we've got Cody, um, Scorpio Sky, Penta, Lance Archer, and Preston Vance or Max Caster. That one hasn't been decided yet. Okay, I think it's got to be Preston Vance, even though I love me some Max Caster. You already know that, but yeah, I got to go Preston Vance on that one. And we're not just saying that because he made an appearance on this episode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or on BTE, apparently his cell phone number spells cocaine in numbers. Jesus. <laughs> Have you guys seen BTE, by the way? I've seen it. I've seen that one, yes. It's fantastic. Hangman fucks. Okay, hold okay, I gotta add to that first. Damn it. Because you were talking about Will Ospreay. I'm gonna say, I've always been kind of 50-50 on Will Ospreay just because he does a lot of dumb shit, and he hurt himself doing a freaking move and gave himself a concussion. Oh, yeah, we also the didn't mention... Kenny Omega building something for the exploding barbed wire death match. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just smashing some piece of metal or sheet metal or whatever. I'm like, you're not even doing any work, you geek. And what the fuck are those pants? And those boots? Alright. Ken, right. Kenny's dress sense is out there. It's fucking wow. They said, hey, I want you to think about like your Ric Flair from the 70s, but you're a hippie. Okay, you got it. No, wait. You're a hippie cowboy. He kind of you know what it's it. like, Mike, you'll understand this. It's like it's... when in Big Daddy, when he asks him what he wants to wear, and he lets him wear whatever he wants. There you oh, go. God, yes. <laughs> Over here with the 30 packets of ketchup. It's one of those things, too, where I look at it like he looks like a hippie version with his attitude and how he's trying to be. He's like a hippie version of Nick Bockwinkle. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, all right, back to NXT. Uh, Zia Lee killed Casey Catanzaro. Uh, the match ends via ref stoppage, mm-hmm. and then she just fucking drops her. She didn't just kill her. She mollywopped her. And then to make matters worse, fucking her dumbass friend doesn't help. She goes storming to the other Chinese lady. What did you do to her? What did you do to her? No, you should be going up to fucking Zia Lee who just killed your friend. You moron. I, I still want to know who the other lady is. Oh, fucking hell. I could give a shit right now. Actually, you know what? I want to know where this is going. There you uh, go. That's more of what I'm leaning towards. Excuse me. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired. I mean, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm all, we're all tired. <laughs> You're always tired, Mike, because you don't sleep. Shut up. I'm telling you right now, I think it's, uh, uh, we've been talking about this, Karen Q is going to be the one. Karen Q. Well, what rumor, yeah, but I, I, I want to know. Okay, what if it is Karen Q? Because Karen Q is very, She's very good. No, Sadamako is in NXT UK. Doesn't matter. She should fucking leave that and be, and that, that should be her. They should just be using a dummy and then make it her. <laughs> Like, one week we look like, holy shit, it does not look like the same person. We know, because here's the real one. And then everybody dies. Oh, that's some retribution shit. Yep, I'm about it. Uh, speaking of getting Molly Wapped, Grizzled Young Veterans uh, defeat Dane and Drake. Uh, oh. And uh, 
backstage, <laughs> Killian Dane gets reminded that he he used to be a monster. Oh yeah, he's all he used to be a monster, and I'm like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I mean, Dane, Dane. you reacted threw me off, pal. Dane could have come like, back. When with... the hell did you guys? Where the hell were you guys friends? Uh, before SmackDown. <laughs> before SmackDown. <laughs> oh wait, no, Red uh, um, um, Sanity. Hey, well, you used to be on TV, and then we went to SmackDown. I <laughs> used to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember they were in Sanity together. Yeah. I totally uh, forgot about that. And then the main roster. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, my God. And then they just completely disappeared. <sighs> oh, well. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, we can't have good things. Look at the teams and how they went. Alexander, well, obviously Eric Young is no longer there. Same with Fulton and anybody that was originally with Sanity, except for Nikki Cross is doing her thing on Raw. But yo, no, she Alex, she's in catering. Um, I was going to say she's in catering, pal. That all right? Thank you. Onion rings. <laughs> the catering section, yes. So, um, well, Alexander Wolf's doing his thing in Imperium. I think the really one of the best guys that got it out of that freaking crew was Alexander Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. And he was. Um... An addition to the group that the group was already going before him. Yeah, but he's been great. Like as Walter's right man had man, he's been great. He, and then you add Martell and Eichner. Woo. He was like one of the first people as well to kind of go back to NXT from the main roster. Who wouldn't? Who <laughs> wouldn't? That's... They all fucking want to. <laughs> oh my god! Like every time I'm gonna say this right now, I see. Well, they're not doing dick with Sean Spears on AEW. And I look at him. I'm like, dude, just go back to NXT and just stay yeah. in NXT. Sean Spears has like this reboot every few months, and it's like you're still the same. Mm-hmm. You're still, you're still changed. Just, you're still playing, man. You're still playing. You know what? You're not even Sean Spears anymore. He's like when he was very briefly on ECW on Sci-Fi, taking on Super Crazy almost every week. He's Gavin Spears. He's gone back to being Gavin Spears. Remember when he was Gavin Spears for that short time, Daz? No, but I knew that was his real name. Well, no, his real name is Sean Spears. Gavin Spears <laughs> was the name he was on. Yeah, I thought like Gavin was his real name. No, his name's not Gavin, is it really? I don't know, whatever. So he was Gavin... <laughs> well, you're the knowledgeable one. Ah, uh, fuck off. So he was Gavin Spears. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? We're both wrong. Because his real name is Ronnie. Ron- Get Ron- the fuck out of here. No, it's <laughs> not, really. It's Ronnie so, William Arneal. So so his real name is named after Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons song. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. That's interesting. Yeah, so you know who um, Sean Spears was trained by? Uh, I'm going to guess something in OVW. Cody Diener and Eric Young. Oh, Can- well, that makes sense. Canada. Mm. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you, so you've never seen his brief run. Because I remember when they had that new Superstar Initiative in ECW on Sci-Fi, and that gave us Knock Knock Who's There, Brady Walker. And I Brain. didn't fucking watch ECW on Sci-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> well, that also gave us Sheamus and everybody coming in that was new and Kofi. But yeah, he was one of the new ones that they only had for three weeks. Gavin Spears. Gavin Spears. I think I stopped watching ECW on Sci-Fi when Paul Heyman left, and it was shit before then. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you had the new breed and the um, <laughs> the new breed and the fucking ECW originals. Marcus Corvon, the D- oh, Elijah. What a waste! I know the pounds. The pounds. Pounds. But yeah, no, I mean, at least they got a WrestleMania payday. Matt Stryker can say he wrestled at WrestleMania. <laughs> very, very true. Uh, so can fucking Snooki. Well, they, they got the bigger star of the Jersey Shore. 
All you needed was Mike the Situation to walk in, and then boom. Yeah. Hey, we got ourselves a situation. Well, he's he. I'll be honest with you. Out of the most like transformations over the years, that dude is like fucking back. He's in his zen. He's good. He's in a good place. I like that. I'm all about that. Now I got not- so confused by the end of NXT. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had this no DQ match and Cross yeah. just kind of killed Escobar. Um, and then it gets like five minutes before the end, and they go, "Okay, we're going to a break." Wait, what? There's five what? minutes left. What the fuck? Uh, so of course we go into overtime for the Adam Cole segment. Yeah, see for the for the TSK chat, we watched this bitch off my DVR, so I was like, "Why do we have 15 minutes left? The fuck's going on?" <laughs> yeah, it was literally five minutes before the end. Well, supposedly the end of the show, where when they come back to Adam Cole. So I'm just thinking, how short is this segment going to be? Yeah, and then Dynamite ends and Adam Cole hasn't even spoke yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty good. Adam Cole, um, I wasn't sure whether to believe him or not because he, he seemed so genuine. Said he was ashamed of himself and his actions against Kyle O'Reilly. Um, and then Strong confronts him and then Finn Balor doesn't say a word and just starts beating the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I realised that he was going to swerve as soon as he and Strong started crying. <laughs> no, okay. So the second I knew he was going to swerve is when you can see him getting choked up from the video of him, like, beating up um, beating up Kyle. And I'm just like, okay, you're going to fucking... This is, this is an Adam Cole one-man show gimmick, isn't it? <laughs> and sure, shit, this is exactly what happened. And I screamed, everybody sucks now. Yeah, so because, did, I mean, uh, I, I don't McAfee. know what they want to do with Roddy. I mean, they, they had him on his own, and he was just a guy that worked well with everybody. Yeah. I don't know where the fuck Bobby Fish is at. He's in, he's at the sea at this point because with the fishes. <laughs> and, and Kyle, they have a main eventer, but I don't think they see that. Maybe they do. Yeah, I mean, well, he's lost a fin twice now. Um, Bobby Fish, I think he's kind of slowly converting into an agent because he keeps getting injured. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he is he's also the oldest member of the group, yeah. He's 40-something. Jesus Christ. Um, That's old, bitch. Yeah, Pat McAfee responded uh, simply with, what a terrible, terrible human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great when Pat McAfee comes back and Adam Cole's a heel. I wouldn't be surprised if they start working together. I mean, they both heels. It would make sense, but I don't know. Obviously, mm-hmm. Pat McAfee's not going to turn face because he's so good at being a heel. Yeah, he's the greatest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, low blow to Roddy Strong ends the show. Good stuff. Good right times. Now, uh, so, I mean, if we do get a takeover, like WrestleMania week, possibly Fatal 4-Way, Balor, Cole, Strong, O'Reilly. Yep. Hmm. Sounds good to me. We'll see how it goes. We'll see when they eventually announce the friggin' thing. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I mean, what's the next one gonna be called? We got uh, fucking Fast Lane. Bad Mercy. 
Oh, uh, what the shit? <laughs> well, they, com- <laughs> they combine Vengeance with Judgment Day, so I'm just combining old pay-per-view names. No, that... I don't know who came up with that plan, but they need to be fired and no, Doug. shot in the face. Hey, I was at one of the worst pay-per-views that only happened once. I was at Fatal 4-Way 2010, so don't even get me started. Wow. The well, one- it was a fucking great balls of fire. Yes. Mike, the, the name of that pay-per-view would have put me off buying a ticket alone. Well, <laughs> it was close, and here's the thing. My family friend knew someone at the WWE, so we got some tickets. I remember um, getting a ride home from one of my old bosses who was a wrestling fan but didn't always keep up to date on it. And I was telling him about um, Brock Lesnar and Joe, and he was like, yeah, it's going to be a Great Balls of Fire. And he went, right, what? Great, <laughs> great Balls of Fire. Like what, that's song? an event? <laughs> yeah, pal. <laughs> I hated it so much because I'm like they used the song and I love the song but I'm like for a name of a paper great balls of fire I mean we did have like beware of dog and all that shit and all that crap cold day in hell back in the yeah, day yeah in your house is kind of different they were just sort of taglines yeah but great balls of fire what the fuck were you thinking I, and it was so they random weren't. Thought, okay yeah it's a Jerry Lee Lewis song but why now <laughs> I don't know I mean, like, that was the thing with the Fatal 4-Way, though, is because they actually took a poll. They took a survey of what would you rather see. Do you want to see t- triple threat matches or Fatal 4-Ways? What, what do you want for pay And somebody said, all right, we're going to do the main bouts Fatal 4-Way. That was the one where Sheamus won the title. That was the one where um, Rey Mysterio won the title with Jack Thwaga was the champion. That was the one where Alicia Fox won the Divas title, and she became the first ever African-American Divas champion. Um, Evan Bourne beat Chris Jericho on that show. Uh, the Usos made their uh, pay-per-view debut. It was the Usos and Tamina against the Hart Dynasty and Natalia is when the Usos first came in. And yeah, that show was kind of whatever. See, the undercard doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't. But... And, oh, the Miz and R-Truth, because remember R-Truth was like the U.S. champ for like two or three weeks. <laughs> and uh, I think the dark match... Yes, and I think the dark match was, of course, I think it was Zack Ryder against MVP or something like that. I don't know, man. But yeah, I remember Zach Wright being in the dark match because, you know, Coliseum. Oh, bad times. Bad times. <laughs> the only good part about it that came out of it was Alex Riley was sitting in the crowd, like, getting, like, just watching the show and people came up to him because he was on NXT Season 2 at the time. I think this was him coming off the match against Skoval on NXT, low-key. And I, everybody oh, low IQ. Yeah, low hmm. IQ. <laughs> And he was just sitting there chilling. He was nice. He took a picture with a few of the fans, but he was cool. Who low IQ? This... Yeah, no. Well, this is when he had the varsity jacket and he was Alex Riley. This was before Say It to My Face. Oh, I thought you were talking about low IQ. Oh, no. Low yeah. IQ. Well, Alex Riley all, was never was a... really a bad guy. No. Low key is a fucking dickhead. Yes. Him and Austin Aries. What a team. Okay, well, first and foremost, I'd rather take low key over Austin Aries. Low key and his Napoleon complex over Austin Aries. He's kind of got the same stance on this whole thing as Austin Aries, I think. I take it serious when I wrestle. That's why I don't watch the WWE programming. When I this is CNN, he even did the voice. Yes, I sounded like this. This is my <laughs> natural voice. I am on MLW with some of the best talents out there. That's why I take it serious. Invest in my character, and that low voice is yep. Yeah, okay. they uh, they need the X in their production truck every time he picks up a mic. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Kevin Owens said it the best when he was talking about getting him booked on Indie Show. And, you know, he I, he just remembers Loki getting pissed when he said hello to him. He goes, hello, Kevin, this is Loki. And no, he goes, uh, I said, hey, he goes, hey, K- hey uh, Loki, this is Kevin. He goes, I know, I'll see it on my phone. He got upset because he said hello to him, caller ID. I could see it on my phone. Because he's well, a dickhead. Like we said, low IQ. Low IQ. <laughs> uh, well, and, oh, one more thing, one more thing, I'm sorry. I apologize. Loki also, when I was went to Ring of Honor at uh, Sports Plus on Long Island, he was selling the T-shirts. He had to sell the T-shirts. Get your Ring of Honor T-shirts over here. Nice and orderly line. This was also when James Gibson was brushing his teeth in the bathroom. Yep. Wow. Yep, yep. And on that note, it is time for us to tap out and bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and CastBox. CastBizzard! God damn. <laughs> and then <laughs> Um. Okay, we're going to go and pick Mike up. And while we do, you make sure you also go visit MaxRussin.net. I uh, hope you like the new logo, too. And if that wasn't enough, you can find us on Wrestling with Wrestling every single week. Thank you very much to Andre Corbeil. You can find me at the Captain Five One Two. He's on Extended Paternity, but you can find Travis at Walker underscore TA ninety two. And Twitch makes Vince's dick itch, and everyone on Anchor thinks he's a wanker, including Moses mm-hmm. Marquez. You're goddamn right, because that's exactly what he is. He's a wanker. <laughs> so that's right. Make sure you're checking me out on all social media platforms. That's Smr Podnet. Everywhere you can, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Retro Rewind has been coming back with a vengeance. Some people are loving it. Some people are really loving it. That's right. I wasn't going to go negative. Would you really think it was going to go negative? No. Um, this last week's Nitro and Raw, not to be negative, but it was a drag. <laughs> Mike Larkin got totally through it, though. But if he thinks it's freaking hilarious and you're going to think it's freaking hilarious, so go give that one a listen. This next week's gets a little bit easier. It's not like a gigantic improvement. But it does get a little easier, and then, you know, we're just we're we're strumming down the line. the uh, The return to Twitch was supposed to be this weekend. Um, well, this weekend I have to build the computer that I bought. So uh, next weekend it's being pushed back a week. So what is that? Saturday. So just bef- the the day before the Revolution pay per view, I return to Twitch with not PC Builder. I will be going bananas, and I will be playing some COD. On God. PC, which you you have a console gamer playing PC, uh, it's gonna be fun. God, yeah, Call of Duty. And I'm just instantly reminded of the wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Was it Call of Duty? No, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Uh, wait, was it called <laughs> Call of Duty? <laughs> um, um, Mike, who you been talking to? Oh, okay, he really Still is gone. Up. He's talking to the fairies right now. Well, um, you can find Mike at SM Show One and MCL ninety two. Oh no, I'm here. I'm here. Man. I'm here. No. <laughs> we thought he was like, no, he's past that. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. So, I was I was about to say before. Well, my cat, man, he won't shut the fuck up. So it's one of those things where like, I'm not surprised you know, after Castbox. Shut up. Right? <laughs> shut the Cat's fuck like, up. Shut up. Yeah, son of a bitch. Yes, son of a bitch. Shut up. You know what? That's Denzel Washington in training today. You know what? You son of a bitch. You shot me in the ass. So that's what, 
So shot me in the head. Yes. You can check me out on Twitter at SM Show One or MCL92 for the Pop Culture History Podcast at pop underscore culture underscore pod for the LFC podcast at LFC underscore pod. And if you're walking doing a little bit of impact wrestling at Impact Rewind, uh beauty, strength, and dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. Lingerie Fighting Championships latest podcast features Tommy Bell. He does a lot of great artwork for LFC and he's been killing it on the art game. Check out TommyBellArt.com. Man, I just had a fun conversation with Foxy Foxy. Foxy Dreams had a very kind of controversial angle at the time in the mid-2000s for New York Wrestling Connection with her then-husband and still-husband in real life, Damian Dragon. You know, they did a little affair angle where she was with that son-of-a-bitch Ken Scampi who was teaming with Dan Barry and Team Tremendous being managed by Tara Charisma. We reminisced about the indies. We reminisced about her upcoming wrestling memoir. It's some good times. It's some good talent. And we also had Lexi Art on, Sessions Wrestling Man, talking about fitness, being a single mom, talking about Sessions Wrestling. Oh, Goodness gracious me. But yeah, check it out. LaundryFC.com, StephenMikeShow.com. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere, and I'm here on the Max Wrestling Podcast with my Max Wrestling brothers, Travis Walker-Anderson, Moses Marquez, Dazzy Dangerously. It's the Max Four Horsemen people. But yeah, that's everything. Boom. And join us... Next week! For AEW Revolution Predictions. And at the bottom line, goodbye, mwah, and good night. Bang! Austin Aries can fuck off, come back, then fuck off again. I will find out who you are this weekend, or I will. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You're gonna do this every week, man? Every fucking week, and this son of a bitch will hide from me. Oh, and Austin Aries, when you get there, fuck off some more. Yeah. Boom. <laughs>